Hey family, this is Just Getting Started, Godly Podcast. We are here with Dr. Salathia Holly. Did I say it right? Okay, yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, I am so honored to have you as a guest on the podcast. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Again, this has been a blessing. She's out in the Michigan area, you guys. Um, and, and we're here just ready to hear her moment of overflow. Um, but we're going to go through the pieces of the interview and just have a good time despite any obstacles, okay? Because we had some, um, but we do prevail. <laughs> yeah. So here she is, y'all. Go ahead and introduce yourself, ma'am. Um, I, again, I am well, honored to have you here. Well, thank you so much. Again, my name is Dr. Selene Holly, and I'm from the great city of Pontiac, Michigan. And I'm really, really excited about being um, a part of this platform, along with some other amazing women of God, including yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this has been, I would say, you know how like you go to um, Disney World or kids look forward to going to a vacation. But I just really loved sitting back and hearing all these different pieces of God moving people. Like that was so interesting. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm going to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um just go ahead and please tell us a little bit about you know what it is that you do which is ministry of course um and kind of just you know just give us some detail and then uh, we want to follow up with you know what is the core or what is the foundation of why you do what you do okay well thank you again i just wanted to say basically the lord really as he often does use my misery and turned it into ministry mm. and he took the brokenness that i experienced as a young woman um in, uh, in marriage where there was abuse and domestic violence and being a um, coming out of that marriage and really starting on a journey uh to where i was a single mother and i raised uh my three children who are not now adults by myself but God used all of that pain and everything that I went through as a young woman, uh, really as a, as a launching pad for me to start my ministry uh, that deals with uh, really ministering to young women, um, life coaching, um, and empowering women to walk in the callings that God has given to them. Wow. Wow. I don't know all if y'all was able to hear that, but she has some phenomenal things moving forward. I mean, not only did the misery become a message, and I believe that's how you said it. I might be a little bit off, but then you said you started a journey after you was already enduring another one. You had to start all over being a single mother with the children. And then you said, God used all yeah. of my pain. Not some, not a little bit, but all of it. <laughs> all of it. That yes. man had to go through the pain to get out of it. So, man, man, that is just phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, where would the core of what you do, like, where would that have been birthed from? So, you know, as I said, the, the pain that I had to go through, um, was part of really the process that God uh, used to develop me into the person that I am today. 
And I was able to take, if you will, pieces of that pain um, and really and use that to help other women to come out of their pain. One of the most damaging aspects of what I went through, and I often tell people, was the emotional and psychological abuse. Um, and it led to a lot of rejection. Um, and it's one thing to be rejected by yourself, but it's another thing, well, by people, but it's a whole other level when there's self-rejection. And I dealt a lot with self-rejection coming out of that that marriage. I, I was never good enough in my own eyes. When God would say, I can, I would argue with God and tell God all the reasons why I couldn't or all the reasons why I wasn't qualified to do what he called me to do. Um, but God used the pain of the rejection and the low self-esteem. So, so many women, especially young women, deal with the low self-esteem. Uh, because there's nobody affirming you. There's nobody telling you how great you are. Nobody telling you how wonderful you are. And many times we don't find out who we are until we get into our walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. So for me, the defining moment was walking into a church where I fell on my knees in pain and I got up off of that altar and that journey really began of healing and self-discovery. For me. Wow. Wow. The healing. And then even the fact that you talked about self-rejection. I mean, who is comfortable talking about that? Nobody, really. I mean, unless you really are bold enough to say, I deserve to love me here in my rejection. Um, the walking, walking with Christ. I have a statement, and I think it's not even just mine, but I say it a lot, is that... Um, we don't know who we are until we know whose we are. And so when we're trying to figure Amen. out whose we are, and it seems like we don't really have a place to belong, or it's like I'm in, I'm flowing in the wind until I get to know who God really is, then he takes down and helps me, just, you know, like you said, self-discovery. I got to love me through these pieces and find my passion again, find my purpose, find these pieces that were already birthed in me. God said, I... I'm the one that made you before your mama had you. I know what you got. Exactly. <laughs> so I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to see, this is a question I forgot to tell you earlier, but how have you seen or developed an impact in what you do? Like you said, you're a life coach. That is so phenomenal. I love life coaches. <laughs> I want to be one myself, but I know that, like I told you earlier, I'm definitely being called into ministry. And so we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? It really does begin um, making an impact with baby steps. It, it begins with the small things. And we can't negate what God showed us in the word, in the word of God. When he met that woman at the well and mm -hmm. she had had five husbands, it was a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Your platform may not be to hundreds. Uh, your platform may not even be to 10. But the way that God began to use me to make an impact was pretty much the same way he did with the woman at the well. And it was sharing my testimony one on one. It could be the person that's sitting next to you in your cubicle that you see every day um, that God would just use you to begin to speak a word to or they may even be admiring you for a reason that you don't know. And God will use that as sort of an icebreaker to start a conversation. 
So really my impact, what I've seen, where I've seen impact starting was really with one young woman approaching me and asking me if I would counsel her. And I'm like, me? Counsel? I'm not a counselor. And uh, God said, yes, you are, because you have the counselor on the inside of you who is the Holy Spirit. So we can't negate what God does with small beginnings, with one-on-one being able to talk to people and not being ashamed uh, to share what we've been through. Because shame was another big one that the enemy used with me. Um, you know, as African-American women, we're taught we always supposed to be strong and we roll our neck. And I wouldn't let that so-and-so do that to me. And so when you find yourself in a situation where you have been vulnerable or where you've been violated, it's hard to share that. There's a lot of shame sometimes because we're supposed to always be strong. And when you find yourself in a situation where you wasn't strong, it could be a little bit embarrassing. So, you know, God had to uh, had to to take away that that pride and that shame and 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 strip that away from me so I could be transparent enough to be able to share some real ugly places of my life. Wow, wow. I am and and it's just like, you know, I really don't have most of the time I can go back and forth. But I mean, you you are just you spirit led today. 100% because you know, it is shameful. For you to really just go out and say, hey, I don't love myself enough to admit the fact that I have been through pain and to talk about that pain and then to to really want to be free of it. I got to get rid of my pride because now pain, me and pain is buddies. I know what that feel like. <laughs> but to get where God want me to go, I can't have that type of attitude or not have that type of unforgiveness to move forward now. Because then I'll be... Oh, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but you know what? Even as African-American women, we have women of other cultures and other ethnicities that are elevated. You know, they elevate them to a place where nobody else can reach. And so as black women, there's nobody affirming us. And so we have to find our affirmation in Christ and know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made you know the enemy will make you reject your dark skin we reject your coarse hair and i just thank god because now we're in a period where women are embracing their natural hair i don't have to wear my hair straight i don't have to get a perm i'm beautiful natural you know um and and those things are just they're so Mm self-liberating um more of us are talking about self-care and taking care of ourselves and they weren't doing this years ago um, the pandemic has pushed us into self-care, right? It has yes. made us yes. married or single. You, God, you've been forced to take some time for yourself because you can't go yes. nowhere. And you know what else it did? It forced us into purpose. Wow. I wrote my book in the pandemic. I released a book in the pandemic. Um, outside of that, I wouldn't have had time to write. <laughs> I wouldn't have had time to I give God all these excuses why I couldn't. But the pandemic, God used the pandemic to force me into purpose, to force me to birth out this project that I birthed in July of 2020. Wow. If I don't look, I I like to run when things are good. So if I take off, that's why. 
because look, not only not only in the pandemic, but it's it's the outside circumstances that are inside. The inside pieces that like you said, yeah. I had to start loving and be stuck in the pandemic with me. Now purpose was already yeah. there, but now I love purpose. I'm gonna sit down and just write whatever I write. Now I'm gonna just sit down and tell somebody what I write. I'm gonna just do these small things because they matter. And now you got a whole book. <laughs> A whole book. A whole book. And not only just a book, but God used it to birth a brand and a platform out of my obedience in this one thing. And that's why I so admire what you're doing here today and for, again, inviting me to be a part of this because I see what you're doing as part of a broader plan that what God, that what, you know, that God has for you. This is just like a piece of the uh, vision, but mm. I see something so much bigger. And, it, and it's like God is using this as a start. Your obedience in this is going to open up doors for other things that God is going to do. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Wow. Wow. You know what? And every person, I kid you not, have I've interviewed something, not even something, Lord, forgive me. The unctioning of the spirit lets them know that, hey, this is a piece of him, you know, because it's really I tell everybody, look, I don't even need to be talking about because it's the Lord's work. And so you should be seeing him. (laughs) You should be seeing him, not me. But uh, I appreciate that because, you know, this is something that I started um, right before the pandemic hit, like the pandemic hit. And I had already been preparing and starting to do stuff. And then when I got stuck home. I just started recording. I just started really, you know, and then, like you said, it's phenomenal that you use the word consistent obedience because that's exactly what I kept praying. I said, look, I, the only way I'm going to get consistent is if I talk about my inconsistency. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, God, let me just go ahead and be real with you. Um, because pride was a thing. Pride was a thing to say, hey, well, when I'm hurting, like you said, a black woman, we always strong. I'll figure it out. Right. Um. There was times I couldn't figure it out, though. I couldn't. I, I didn't know how to do it or what to do or what to say, depending on what that pain level was. And, you know, even if it stemmed back to my childhood, that was an overwhelming moment to me. So just going from that, it's like, wow, um, every day is a blessing. And so that's where we're going to transition to the next question, because overwhelming moments do happen to us in our life. And so I would love for you to just give us a moment where it seemed as if you should have been defeated. You should have been wiped out, even with you trying your all. You know, what did that look like? What did it feel like? And then we'll lead into how God gave you the capacity to really overflow and to keep giving birth because it's just, you have inspired me and we we just started talking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, praise God. Yeah. Me the most uh, overwhelming moment of my life probably, you know, would have been at that point where every any time in our lives when we reach turning points and when we have to make major decisions, sometimes those are like those crucible moments. And I think for me, that moment probably was when I made a decision to walk out of that marriage. When I when I made a decision that I did, I was better than what I was being given and that I deserved more than what was being handed to me. Um, 
had that moment, I remember going to church and and, uh, and really praying and seeking God and the Lord making a way of escape for me. The Lord will make a way for us of escape for us, but we have to take it. It's like he'll throw you a lifeline, but will you take the lifeline? Wow. Uh, some will and some won't. And so taking the lifeline, packing up three kids, not knowing where I was going to go, and leaving that situation because I knew even though I was dealing with rejection, even though I was dealing with low self-esteem, even though I was dealing with shame, I knew that God had something better for me. And God empowered me to be able to walk out and start my life all over again. And I have been moving forward by the power of the Holy Spirit ever since. I've never looked back. I've never regretted that decision, never regretted it. And I think that when you move in God and when you move in purpose and you move when God says it's time to move, you won't have any regrets. And it's just been uh, a, a, a discovery um, and just a moving forward from that time on um, to this. Shortly after I made that decision, you know, God um, let me know I was called to ministry. And uh, I accepted the call to ministry and even more purpose began to unfold. And God, again, began to use that pain as a platform. And I've spoken at domestic violence conferences, you know, in Ohio and Michigan and uh, just uh, in several states. Um, So I I didn't let the devil use that pain uh, to hinder me. I mean, I use it as a God used it as a platform. Um, it's a part of my testimony, and I know I went through it for this purpose and for such a time as this. So I just thank God for it. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I, have, I take notes every interview, and from the turning point to the fact that right now, like you said, the capacity of knowing my pain is the platform. And I've been speaking yeah. on stages and places that, honestly, you know, the reason why the podcast started, and I know, I know I talked to you about it in the first introduction we did, um, the pain that I had seen in my life, it made me want to shut my mouth. And so I know that mm-hmm. if I can do that, if I can, if I could get the understanding and shut my mouth, how unlethal I would be, you know, how, how I would be, it wouldn't matter because I wouldn't say anything about what happened. And so that's why I really started podcasting. I really started, um, like I said, I wanted to get consistent. I wanted to get obedient. I wanted to do. And even right now, I'm doing um, where we started morning prayers for all May. And it was just at the right before, I want to say like the 30th of April, we had released something about why did we wait to do what we're doing? Um, and immediately the Holy Spirit was like, prayer. Prayer is what, prayer is what people need to hear. Some people don't know how to pray. Some people don't know the order yeah. of prayer. That's and right. so the turning point, I mean, you said that you had to make a decision to walk away. That is a hard yeah. thing to do. Not not only yeah. from the physical aspect, but just emotional. Like you said, it's emotionally walking away, telling myself, I'm going to feel more. I'm going to feel better if I leave. I got to... If I stay, how am I feeling right now? Am I going to try to make this work with right. my own understanding? Okay, I already did that. I have to make something different. Um, 
And then, of course, you said making God makes a way of escape. Um, will we take the lifeline? That is so phenomenal because somebody right now could be you could be right there looking at that lifeline and saying, oh, I'm just going to I'll see it tomorrow. You may not. You, you don't know what you're going to see. You need to take it. You need to be able to leave what you know. Another statement I love is that um, I believe it's, it goes like if you are willing to get rid of who you are today to become a better you tomorrow, then you'll see success. Yeah. Otherwise, if you just keep the you that you know, then you're going to go into insanity because doing the same thing over and over again is insanity. <laughs> so you have to be able to get a level up. You know, you have to challenge yourself. And that's nothing but the God, God's glory and understanding to, to, to speak it, to move into it. Um, I love that you say God empowered me. I, that's going to be one of the quotes I'm going to put with your picture. God empowered me. Like, wow. You know, yes. I can restore your energy. Some, some people feel depleted and they serving in ministry. And that's not how you're supposed to serve. You're supposed to be empowered. <laughs> you're supposed to be. That's right. Yeah, just electrifying. <laughs> um another thing i have down here that you said was um i believe and i think this one is really good and it's the fact that oftentimes pain is overlooked and it's not something most people want to hide their mess um but i I love to make sure that in the podcast and also in my real life that i live by also acknowledging like you said the ugly truths because those are real and more than likely somebody else can relate to pain and that's a universal language a lot of us all speak pain no matter what it is it could be neglect abandonment um we could name the whole list of them we all have that in common of some type of pain that's what makes us all one uh, as mankind we all know what pain is so yeah to do it on your own and never have a platform and try to figure it out doesn't make any sense when you put it that way so when you go to God yeah. about your pain and he takes everything you've been through and lay it out so you can get through it, then step on yeah. it. And then stand there while you're still <laughs> stepping on it. <laughs> yeah. And you can look down and be like, I still will win. You know, it's just it, it's mind blowing to me because when you see it in action, it's completely different. Even listening to this episode when you know it to be true to yourself, if you are a person that's moving in purpose, like you said, you have been in the pandemic, God has been blessing you. You have come over some things you never thought you could get through in this in this pand- in the pandemic. And yeah. you, your pain yeah. right now is your platform. You didn't start at something that you didn't even think you could start. You didn't got fit when you think you couldn't even get fit. Like, God is like, no, I got you. Like, give me. He said, come give me all your burdens. He going to take them. <laughs> He's not going to take yeah. all of this stuff. Right. Because we're responsible. And that's why I love this conversation with you, because you also said the responsibility of your end. I had to leave. I can't sit there and say, Lord, give me an answer. And he gives you the answer, gives you the lifeline and then expect him to get up and somehow float you out of the situation. No, there's some responsibility on our end to make the action, because he said that if you pray, then I can connect from from heaven to you on earth. And if I'm praying yes. and I'm connecting, but I'm not moving, that's like, right. wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. I can hear, but I'm not, I'm not hearing clearly because I should be moving too. Um, so I, I'm really just, I'm all excited about this interview. I just tell you, look, <laughs> I am just, oh, I, 
I am, man, I definitely can see that there has been a shaking, you know, from from the stories. Not all details have to be told because I grew up in a household that I know a thing or two. When there's things going on, yeah. you're like, that don't make sense. Um, there's been a pressing. You know, you had to press through some things. You had to be able to um, allow God to pull you out instead of being pressed. Right. You know, you were also pulled and pressed at the same time because you got kids. And so, um, man, but yeah. it's like God somehow just, it's almost like how you make wine. It's got to be pressed. It's got to be picked. It's a whole process. And then once it's done, yeah. it's just a glass. It's glass that sits there. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I'm not to cut you off, but that's so true. You know, that's so true what you're saying. And and one thing that I've learned, even through this pandemic, is that, you know, we are going through, or we may go through, really devastating situations. But God never leaves us in the devastation, right? God always pulls us out of the rubble. You know, somebody that's listening to this podcast, you know, you may have lost somebody through COVID uh, or for some other reason. Um, but even in the midst of the devastation, God always has a plan. You know, if you look Amen. at the Bible and the different situations, Noah went through the flood, but God provided the ark. Uh, Joseph was thrown in the pit, but God sent somebody to pull him out the pit, you know. Uh, Ruth went through the devastation of losing her husband, and Naomi lost her husband, and her sister lost her husband. So you got three women that were left widow. But in a city and in another season, God had already planned a, a recovery for them. So there's always a recovery after the devastation. God never leaves us um, in the rubble, but there's always a recovery after the devastation. You may go through bankruptcy. But look out, there's a recovery coming. You can go through a health challenge. Look out, God's got a recovery coming. Uh, so, you know, that's that's one thing that we can always do is lift our eyes up to the hills from whence our help comes from. I can't do nothing but talk about the Lord because he's the one, you know, Amen. that always has brought me out. And, yes, I just thank him for that. Right. And that's and man, that just it fuel it fueled you to be who you are right now, right? A woman who is in this main yeah. overflow event, which is so dynamic, you know. Um there are um two beautiful women who are outside of the United States that I was able to not only just interview them but to be able to befriend them and to understand who they are and you know, they look we all are just we all on one accord because we know that where we started is not where we where we're at and where we're going is not where we're at either. Um so I would say, man, you really already hit it on the nail again, because I said, look, we're going to end with, can you please share with somebody that's in an overwhelming moment? What would you share to her? What would your younger you need to hear um, in the middle of all of this, even just minus COVID? Because some people don't even think it's that big, but it is. But just right. your your spirit, man, how serious of an urgency and the time it is for you to know like, hey, I've got to get an alignment to what God has said. I know what he said, but I ain't ready yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where God, you know, they used to saying that, you know, where God guides, he provides. And when you can, whatever the situation may be, uh, that God has a will 
and his will is that he's going to perfect everything that concerns you. Mm. So everything that concerns you is on the heart of God. And, 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 and God's going to address it. God's already, you know, prepared, as I said, a way of escape. He already has a plan with his will. I, I just have to, um, you know, in Jeremiah 29 and 11, where he says, I know the plan that I have for you. Right. And, and part of those plans is to bring you to an expected end. God has an expected end for all of us. I'll tell you, I am so determined. I, I would say to my younger self that, yep, right now you may not have money in the bank, but God's got an expected end. Right now you're raising those three kids by yourself, but God is going to bring you to an expected end. What is the expected end? That you will prosper and that you will be in health, even as your soul prosper. That's yeah. the word of God, and that's the promise of God to us. Esther's beginning, uh, Queen Esther in the Bible, she was an orphan. Uh, she was raised by her. Wow. wow. But God knew that he was going to raise her up to lead a kingdom. You know, God knew what he was going to do with that little orphan girl. I know what he's going to do with the abused woman. God knows what he's going to do, you know, with the woman with low self-esteem or whatever it may be. God already has a plan and a purpose for us. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That has been, I mean, I'm fired up. God has already got a purpose. Look, this expected end need to be a hashtag, okay? We need to be, we need to make some posts about that for the <laughs> Expected end. I'm going to speak, therefore, whatever God's word says in the middle of what it don't even look like yet. He said, I'm a prosper, but I ain't prosper. I'm going to keep saying it until I, until I come out and have prosperity. Yeah. So, man, our God guides he provides come on somebody better be yes. writing this stuff down look this is too good <laughs> y'all better be listening yes. and taking notes um we are honored again to just have you to you have just blessed us you <laughs> I hope so. you have blessed us this is so much knowledge and wisdom i mean we went from just being honest and transparent to letting us know that like, you're, you're a coach you are you're in ministry but also you are who you who you're called to be and that requires to me for me to know that i have an expected end regardless of what i go through amen wow wow that is just i i don't know if y'all have been listening but i have about 10 pages over here <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i have been listening praise god oh wow um, thank you so much yes. i'm just so honored to be here again and you know anytime you can just share what God has done. To God be the glory. I just want him to be glorified. And if it helps just one person that's at the well, if it, if it helps just one person that's like at the point of giving up, then God knows my heart. That's what I will hope for. It's not easy to tell your story because we want to think that, for people to think that where we are is where we always been. Wow. And if, you know, we all got a story to tell. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, I would love for you to let everyone know how can we get connected to you, what platforms you've been using, and, of course, tell us about that beautiful book that's about to come out. Yeah, so my book has been released, and um, it's available on my webpage. It's at www.gumroad.com. 
backslash Dr. Lacey, D-I-L-A-C-E-Y. The name of the book is When Your Right Hand Man is a Woman. And it talks about, it really is almost like a devotional, um, and it's empowerment essentials for women in ministry and leadership. So um, I I believe it'll bless you if you order a copy of that book. And it talks really about how God is elevating women and using women in many sectors of, of life in this album, whether it be politics, education, business, um, God is really elevating women. This is our time. And again, that book is When Your Right Hand Man is a Woman, and it's also available on the Amazon.com platform. And to connect with me, I'm on Facebook under Salathia Holly, S-Y-L-A-T-H-I-A, is the name Holly, H-O-L-L-I-E. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm also um, on Instagram under Salathia Girl. So, yes. Wonderful. There it is. So now we got the contact. You don't have no excuse about what was the book name. It's also going to be in the description. Okay, we are out this year. I'm determined, y'all. We're going to move into season five and six and seven. And we're going to start saying that we stopping our excuses and making moves. And so we appreciate you, man. We have really enjoyed you. This conversation, this interview has been like I've been sitting down at your kitchen table. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, again, you guys, this is one of the May, May Overflow events, and uh, we want to see you show up for all the other beautiful ladies that are speaking in May. Again, have a wonderful time out doing whatever you're doing, and thank you for listening to Just Getting Started.